Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today is a very powerful episode. I know I say that, but wow, this one hits home. And it is with Misty Tripoli. It is called Let Life Love You because this is a big part of what she talks about is how important it is to know, believe, embody that you're being supported and to let life love you. So Misty is the creator of the Groove Method, a body groove and founder of the World Groove Movement. God, she's a truth warrior. She's been a movement and dance addict her whole life. In the early 2000s, at the top of her game and under contract with Nike as a global elite athlete, director of a top health club in California, and in demand working with companies like Reebok, Skechers, Yoga Works, and Equinox, she was severely bulimic, overworked, and exhausted until she cracked. And she describes this in detail of what that time in her life was like. And it is mind-blowing when you really can get a glimpse of that time of bulimia and what it can do. But at the same time of trying to keep up this facade of like I've got it all together and I can do this. And you are a top, top trainer that is like people are looking for and working with. It's really tough thing to hold on to. So this illusion eventually came crashing down and she woke up to something extremely powerful and liberating the groove truths. From here, she launched her global company, the world groove movement, and she shares her story and passion for movement inspiring millions to come together and get their groove on. She continues to travel the world, igniting communities and encouraging hearts to come together to be authentic, creative, and have as much fun as humanly possible. I absolutely love this episode and I adore her and the work that she's doing in this world. So I know you're going to love Misty. You're going to love this episode. Welcome to the show today, Misty. Nice to have you here. Thanks. Great to be here, Marcia. Appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So I want to get started so people can get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you from? Well, I'm originally from Los Angeles, but I moved to Mexico 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Nice, nice, nice. What part of Mexico are you in? I live in a town called Playa del Carmen. It's like an hour south of Cancun. Mm. Literal paradise. It sounds like paradise. Mm -hmm. The Caribbean Ocean. Oh, I, yeah. It's amazing. It's like 80 degrees. It's always hot and humid. Pretty much unless it's December, it's always hot and humid, but I don't know. I just love it. It just awesome. It's, it's my happy place. Yeah. I can completely understand. I completely understand. Mm. Are you a reader? I used to be, I don't read much anymore, but I read a lot in the past. So is there a book that was impactful for you that you could share with people? 
Oh, wow. Yes. Um, two of the, well, there's two or three books that really helped me in my journey and really helped me change my consciousness and my awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was The Artist's Way. Yeah. And I can't, I can't remember her name. I think it's Julie something. Yeah. And, um, and I believe the other book title, which is interesting because this book literally jumped off a shelf in front of me. Mm. It was a used bookstore and it fell right down on my feet. And I think it's living in the light by Shakti Gawain. Oh, that one has not come up in here. I would love to hear about that. Wow. Like that was my first, my first experience with like synchronicity and seeking and finding what I was looking for at the time and the information that I needed. Mm -hmm. And it's an old book. She's written several, but this was just great. And it really just got me to clear about taking responsibility for myself and it just was awesome. And then the last book, the book that just, I literally, it was like cracked for my brain and for my spirituality was, um, oh God, what's it called? It's okay. Uh, it'll come to me. It'll come. If it comes back, make sure you let me know and we'll, we'll jump right back into it just to share because it's, it's always, you know, I mean, the reason I love to do this is that books and YouTube videos and things early on for me really helped me to shift my own thinking. Cause some people say, well, I can't afford to work with a coach. And I'm like, I understand that, but there's a lot of free resources everywhere. There's a, so many, and I love to just create this database for people listening to go, Oh, I've never heard of that book. So we'll come back to it. If it, if it comes science of mind. Oh, science of mind. Okay. Science of mind. That book just really surprised me. And it turned into like, almost like my Bible, where it was like, when I get up to meditate in the morning, I would just open it up to a page and that kind of book that just filled me on a daily basis of just powerful information. And really that one got me connected to my own power, Mm -hmm. my own, you know, Shakti got me to question and open and realize who I was. And then this book was like, was what reconnected me to my power. Well, that's really powerful. And we will come to that because being connected, like we, we are all powerful in our own way, but if we're not connected to it, we don't believe in it. We don't tap into it. It doesn't matter. Like we have to learn how to do that. Exactly. Well, and a lot of people, sometimes what I've found is they don't think that they have it. Mm-hmm. And we're always seeking outside of ourselves for some thing or some magic thing when really like we are powerful beyond measure. I had the, a poem by Marianne Williamson on my wall. I had it inscribed that, that we are more like, it is not our, it is not our strength. You know, it's like, it's our light mm-hmm. that most intimidates us. And just being the example is setting other people free and that we're powerful beyond measure. Yeah. That's an absolutely beautiful quote. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Speaking of that, is that something that you use to go back and ground you? Like, is there a quote or a mantra or something that you remind yourself of when you sway away from that grounded position? Yeah. It's my own personal, like I, I have this thing that life loves me mm-hmm. and I just, I feel how good it feels to allow life to love me. And that life, whatever created me, whatever put me here, whatever gave me this life loves me and wants me to thrive and wants me to flourish. And, and I just, I go into that mantra and I feel the sensation of how good it feels to have life love me. That is beautiful. And so interesting in a sense, because so many people and myself included have been in that space many times where I was not believing in possibility or believing in um, opportunities being available or thinking, why is this always happening to me? Why are these things happening to me? I love the 
anchored thought that life, like life loves me and it's here to support me. Mm. And have faith in that completely. Mm-hmm. When I started to say that and the way it felt when I said it made me feel powerful, it made me realize I don't have to strive and I don't have to struggle and I don't have to, because life, I like, and what really made me do that is I used to take long walks in a park every day when I started to go through a conscious like shift in my, when I started to read these books and stuff, you know, 15 years ago, and I started to go on a walk every day in a park and I would look at the trees and I would just look at nature and I'd see how like, uh, there's concrete and like literally a, some a tree or a, a weed would break through the concrete. And I'm like, you can't stop nature. Life is abundant in its mm-hmm. nature mm-hmm. and it's us that block it. And so I started to, as I connected with nature and myself, I'm like, I'm not separate from nature. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm built to thrive. And, and when I allow life to love me and how good it feels like the frequent, I get tinglies when I say it. Cause it's like, Oh, cause it feels so good to know that life loves me and life is life's got my back. Yeah. And some people put other words to it, but to me, it's just life. Like whatever makes me breathe and digest my food and what gives me life and my personality. It's like, whatever that is, loves me. Like yeah. I can only imagine how much I'm, I'm not a parent, but how much to experience unconditional love of having a child. Like, I just think I, I was created and whatever created me loves me to death. Like they just want <laughs> me to, they just want me to be happy and thrive. And it's my job to allow it to, to just ease up and just create the space to receive. And when I started doing that, I worked less and less and less and things just came like in, in windfalls of mm-hmm. effortlessness blows my mind. But that's what it's like what you were saying. It's like having that faith and, and understanding that, that you're not here for nothing mm-hmm. and you're not an accident. You're not a mistake. And that life does love you. Your only job is just to let it like <laughs> let life love you. I feel like I could stop it right here because that is just such a, it's such a, like a, it's such a drop mic drop moment. And I, I think as humans, we resist that. As you just said, we resist it. We, we, we keep going towards, I interviewed somebody yesterday who was so profound in the way that she spoke in the fact that like, we do resist our light. She's like, we resist our light because we know the dark, the dark is comfortable for us. The light scares us. So it's easier for us to play small, to be in that mindset of like, this is, it's frustrating. It's not fair, whatever. I'm just saying, whatever it's easier to do that. So what a beautiful way to look at it, that life loves me. Life is here to support me. That also means that you have to show up to be like, to be, you're part of the equation, not like yes. nothing's coming to fix it and do it for you. You're part of the equation. So you also have to be an active participant in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, what that means is managing my inner world. Mm-hmm. That's all it means is just managing what's happening in my mind and in my emotions and what thoughts I'm thinking that are creating an emotion that creates a block. Mm-hmm. And so that's for me, it's just, it's just managing my inner world. I don't have to manage anything outside of me. I don't have to control other people. I don't have to control situations as long as I know I'm solid within myself. Mm-hmm. I'm at the I'm at I'm at that wavelength. I'm at that frequency bandwidth of what I need comes. And all I have to do is just and it's not about this altruistic stay positive like, you know, yeah, that, like that's the toxic positivity know. that's also yeah. that's no. I'm no, I'm with you on no, that one. I'm a realist hardcore. Yep. 
Yeah, very much. I'm already laughing because this is very much how my brain works. I'm very much a realist. Like I am very, but I'm, I'm positive, but I'm very much a realist. I'd rather look at things with a realistic point of view and also see of what's available. Like there's still so much more available than what I can imagine. Yeah. Well, and also just that it's like, you know, shit happens. Like oh God, yeah. that's just life. And when you realize that it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Mm-hmm. And what I started to do when I started to change that mantra as well, is like, this is happening for me, even though this sucks right now and it hurts or I'm frustrated. What I've learned to do has is shorten the gap between what happens and the suffering that goes along with it before I get out of it and see the blessing that would, you know, like, cause everything that's ever happened to you, you can always say that was the greatest blessing that ever happened to me. Absolutely. So what I do, my work now is that when stuff happens, I'm like, okay, this really sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I might want to cry and I might want to punch a wall and I might be, you know, just play human. And then I just get real with myself. I'm like, I have no idea what's going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. I have no, I like show. And then my, my other thing I like to say, what created me is like, show me the magic, <laughs> like bring it on, show me the magic, blow my mind at how you operate and the magic and abundance you love to bring into my life. This is how I talk to creator. I don't pray. I don't, I command. I'm just like, I'm just like, show me, Mm -hmm. show me and make it obvious because I'm, you know, not so bright. Make it obvious. (laughs) Like like blow it up tenfold so that I I can't miss it. I say no doubt in my mind, Mm -hmm. make it no doubt in my mind, blow my mind with the magic. So my mantra every morning is life loves me and show me the magic. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. So this is all part. I know. I love it. This is all part of you managing your inner, like your inner world. What do you do on a day? We're going to come into your story in a second, but what do you do on a consistent basis to manage your inner world? Like what do you need to be your best self, to be in the space, to have that mindset? Two things. Mm -hmm. The first, the most important um, for me is dance. Mm-hmm. dance is my medicine dance is the thing that when i'm when i'm in the music and i'm letting my body flow and i'm not thinking like literally my mind disappears and then i cook i become completely connected to the creative force of the universe which is moving through me as i dance mm-hmm. and it just gives me all the answers like if i'm ever in a struggle if i'm ever in a, a hard situation i don't have answers whatever it is if i'm if i'm sad I just put my music on and I go dance and it just changes the game. It's like, I walk out of those dance sessions going, I'm a totally different person. So dance is my number one tool and medicine. And it's the thing that I, it's my Mm go-to and also meditation. Meditation just keeps my inner worlds just calm. It allows me to just get real with myself and just let life happen and not to get carried away in too many things. And it just helps me really keep my, central nervous system <laughs> calm and it's thank you for sharing that and that's exactly the point of meditation i know everybody i think i forget what the quote is but it said if you don't have you know 10 minutes for meditation you probably need an hour like you are it is that important for a rewiring of your nervous system and that's mm-hmm. sometimes I, i'm very analytical in my thinking and but also expansive but i will look at it when i feel that, you know, that energy where I'm, I'm stressed or I'm uptight. I'm like, okay, you can't afford not to make time for this right now. Like you have to make time for that. You can't afford not to, you need this for your energy in order to be able to produce what you want to during the day. So it's a gift Mm -hmm. for what you're doing today for what you have to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Beautiful. Would you take us back? Because I'm assuming this was not how you always were able to, right? This is always the case. This is not how you were always able to see the world and how you viewed it. Um, And I would love to know what was life like before you adopted this (laughs) A living hell. (laughs) Okay. Like, but I didn't know it. I mean, I knew it, but I, I was unconscious. I was unaware. I had no idea. I was just trying to keep up with the Joneses and do what everybody else was doing and just, but it kind of all started and, and your listeners might relate to this, especially as being a woman, as it started when I was 14, you know, going through puberty and not having any positive role models in my life of a woman that loved themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know what that looked like. Every woman I knew was on a diet. Everybody hated their bodies. And it, there was never. So of course that's just where I went. And then that's when MTV came out and all this stuff. And I was watching music videos and I just started this self-hatred and I started throwing up at the age of 14, I became bulimic. And uh, about two years later, I started teaching aerobics because I could dance and I was always involved with dance everywhere. I never took lessons, but I was just involved with dance wherever I could, however I could, Um, you know, dance company president, just any way I could get involved with dance. But when I graduated high school and I had this bulimia, I was like, okay, I need to get a job. So aerobics was perfect because then I could get paid to -hmm. stay in shape you know, and use my dance abilities. So I started teaching fitness and I went, and it was a natural for me. I was, I taught every format you can imagine from boxing, aqua, Pilates, yoga, spinning, like everything. I've taught everything. And at the same time, I was throwing up three or four times a day for 16 years, for 16 years. (sighs) And in managing my life, the, my facade was exhausting because on the outside, I was this fitness expert. I was one of the, and then I moved to, I I lived most of my adult life in California and I was one of the top people in the fitness, the fitness world. I was managing health clubs and creating programs and I was personal training and I was toxic, completely toxic. I was working 70 hours a week, trying to manage throwing up three times a day and still manage my job and then train on top of all my 20 classes I was teaching. My body was just, I was literally mentally, emotionally, and physically abusing myself, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't aware of it. I was just trying to be thin. I was trying to have that right body. I was trying to, you know, live in Los Angeles and be perfect. And, and, you know, I had a, I had a great job, made great money, but I was still $75,000 in debt because, you know, I just was trying to keep up, had to drive the right car and do all that pacing. stuff. And pacing. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it just, but I wasn't, I wasn't aware that's what I was doing. I just knew I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I realized I didn't know who I was. I realized I had a different face for every person in my life, from my boyfriend to the person at work. I didn't even actually know who I was. Exhausting. And no, it was, it was, it was just, and I was done. And I remember there was an episode where I had just gotten done teaching one of my classes and it was my last class of the night. And on my way home, I stopped at Taco Bell and McDonald's and stopped and got ice cream. And I filled my car with food and I'm shoveling food in my mouth as I'm driving home and just, you know, gorging myself and get home and eating more. And then I couldn't actually make myself throw up, which is really interesting. So what I would do is I would go around to all of the pharmacies all around and buy out syrup of Epcac. So I would go and find, I would, syrup of Epcac is this thing that you give babies if they get poisoned and it forces them to throw up, it makes them vomit. So I would drink bottles of this. And I would do that because it would make me forcibly throw up so that there was nothing left. It would make me go to the point of throwing up blood. And that's when I was satisfied. I knew I had gotten everything out if the blood came out. No, like 
No, no, craziness. no judgment. Thank you for being No, that's so not at all. Real. So real. I appreciate this because this is the thing is that um, we've hear, we hear people talk about bulimia all the time, but to explain it to this point and understand like that's what's going through your mind at that time is going to hit some of the listeners who are hearing this because, yeah. and it's important. So I appreciate you being this raw and yeah. real and honest. Yes. Well, cause it is. And, and the more I've talked about it, the more people it's helped. Cause they're like, Oh my God, that's me. Mm-hmm. Or in some form, if you have disordered eating, most women have disordered eating in some form, whether it's bulimia or whatever, like if it's counting calories, if it's whatever it's disordered, that's not how we're born to be. No, but I didn't know that. So after this episode, I literally passed out on the bathroom floor and I woke up in, you know, a couple hours later in my own vomit, blood everywhere, vomit. I'm literally laying in my own vomit and I get up and I'm just like, wow, is this as good as it's going to get for me? Is this it? Like, like what, like what? if this is my life in fight, if my whole life is just this obsessive compulsive to try to be thin and measure up and keep up and don't know who like, just kill me now. Just, just take me out. There's no point what I'm going to be in a casket with a nice ass and everyone's going to go, Oh, she did a great job. She's got a great. Yeah. No oh. one gives a shit. Like I was just nope. like, Nope, no one, no one's even looking like when I woke up to that, that was huge, but I hadn't woken up to that yet. But this, this pain that I was feeling like pain is the great motivator. Mm-hmm. And this is when I started just, I, I just was like, okay, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And I just knew I needed help. And this is when I went to that bookstore and that book jumped off the shelf living in the light. And I was like, I've just picked it up and I was like, okay, I'll buy it. Whatever. That's too coincidental. Like, come on. And then I started to meditate, but I didn't know I was meditating. Just this voice inside of me, this kind of calling was like, sit down and be quiet, sit down and pay attention. And I was just like, and I ignored it for a while, but then eventually I was like, I just can't. So in the mornings I would sit in my little meditation chair and I could get through maybe 10 seconds without planning my day. And I got to be here and I got to do this, Mm -hmm. but I forced myself every day. And then it got to the point where I was literally meditating four to six hours a day. Like I just literally would sit and no, no, it became my life. It was my church. But in the process, before I got to that point, just in these meditations, like that living in the light started to give, like, I would be able to contemplate these questions in the book and really like, and then I started to journal. Mm -hmm. I started to write what I was thinking. And I was just like, and what I, I didn't even know what I believed at this point in my life. I just believed what I'd been taught. And so when I was actually having to sit and let my brain figure it out and be like, what, 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 what do I believe about this? And I just started to write everything out and the meditation just got more and more just because it just was my anchor started to become my anchor, but I was still a mess. I was still in debt. I was still working 70 hours a week. And then one day I was sitting in front of my boyfriend and, um, we were talking and it was the most surreal, like literally Neo in the matrix. I literally woke up in the matrix in a flash. I was like, I literally saw like the matrix, like it's the weirdest thing. Like, and I was like, I'm in the matrix. Holy shit. I have been lied to. I have been duped. I have believed my brain has been programmed. I didn't program this. Why am I following rules that I didn't make? Like I just started asking and then I'd never questioned anything from one day to the next. I questioned everything, everyone, my religion, my culture, my beliefs, my thoughts. I just was like, really, really? And then I found Byron Katie who helped me really get clear about my thoughts. Love Byron. And, um, 
No, she's, oh my God, one of my key teachers in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and from that moment within, t- like, I couldn't leave my house for two weeks because I literally could not communicate anymore because I was just like, uh, and then listening to what the frequencies of what people were talking about and the nothingness of, ugh, like, and I was working in the gym, like, oh my, obsessive compulsive body images. And just, I was just like, I, I was disgusted. And I was, but I was a, a fitness teacher. And I realized what I was doing to my students, like trying to inspire them to get those six pack abs. And I was just perpetuating my own sickness on them. And within these two weeks, this, uh, this voice was talking to me again, like dance, you have to dance, you have to dance, you have to dance, go dance. But I was afraid to even dance. Even though I was a good dancer, I would go in by myself and and feel stupid by myself because I was so sure someone was watching me. And if they saw me act weird or whatever but I forced myself to do it just like the meditation because this voice was so strong. And then finally that just went away. And I just, it was like in one day, I just stopped caring. I was like, I don't care. What, why am I, why would I live my life to impress other people or get someone else's approval? I need to get my own approval first. Uh I need to impress myself. And so I just set myself free dancing. And when I was set myself free, that moment I set myself free, the groove method, this whole thing that I've created around the world was downloaded. Like I just, I saw the vision. I saw millions of people dancing all over the world. I was just like, what the, because I started dancing my own way. And I started, I would ask myself, what am I doing? I'm getting my groove on. And that's where the name came from. I was just grooving my body. I was just feeling good and getting in the flow and making myself just, you know, and then information just started coming. The groove method came, you know, solutions to my problems came and that's when it became my, 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 my medicine. And, um, and I knew in that moment, I could not work that job. Another day I realized I was a slave and I was like, I don't even own my own time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't own like this guy could fire me in a second and I'll never like, I don't have, I don't own this company. I don't. So I, I asked myself a question. I said, what if I devoted 70 hours a week on myself instead of at this job? Mm-hmm. what would be possible. And I didn't know what I was going to do. Like I said, of $75,000 in debt, I had no idea, but I knew I found the thing I was willing to die for. And that was to be free and to live on my own terms. With, I, I would rather eat out of a trash can than have someone tell me what to do. I realized that I was like, no, I found the thing I'm willing to die for. So I walked in out my work, great boss. He took great care of me. And I just walked in and I said, I'm sorry. I walked into my office. I almost threw up, went right into his office. And I said, I'm sorry, not one more day. I can't mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no more. And then I really, I lost, I lost my car. I claimed bankruptcy. I was like, I was about to lose my apartment. And I'm just like, I don't know. And then I finally, this is when I started yelling. I was like, you better freaking show me. Like you made me to dance. You gave me this vision. Yeah. What, like, don't toy with me. Don't like, what am I, show me what to do. And then it was just, I knew, like I was told how to change the way I was teaching. And I started to the way I was teaching was no more me in the front, making everyone follow me, try to copy me. I was like, no, I want you to figure out how your body moves. And I started to shift how I, what I was saying and how I was teaching. And in that moment, Nike found me and I was, I was night. They were looking for fitness athletes, female fitness athletes. And I was one of the top, you know, fitness instructors in LA. And I started teaching this whole new concept that was getting a lot of like people were, I was in the newspaper all the time. And I was like, what is this crazy thing she's doing? And so Nike heard about me the next day they were at my class and the next day I had a contract and I was under contract with them for seven years. And they took me 
they like, it was, it's like the wheels were greased and literally they took me around the world, put me on stages and let me present my ideas and my thoughts. But really it wasn't even, it was about dance, but it was about consciousness. Mm -hmm. I used, I used dance as my secret weapon to get people to wake up and um, own their authenticity and connect with their creativity and own who they are and enjoy being in their bodies. And, um, and so from there, it was like, when I was teaching all around the world, the people that I was teaching to, these were like big Nike fitness conventions. They all would come up to me afterwards. They're like, you have to teach us how to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have to teach us how to do this. I was like, well, give me your email address. I don't have a train. Like, ah, and then the same thing I was dancing and the whole manual got downloaded. I was like, I know exactly what I have to do to teach them. And then from there, I just started training people. And now, now the groove is in 49 countries. It's mind boggling. And I like, I, it's not, I, it's not my fault. It's just, I realized it's like what I started to do. Like what I say, like life loves me. I, I would say things like, Oh my God, it feels so good to work with people that love what I do and want to help me. I love working with honest, great, devoted people. It feels so good to have, you know, just, you know, those, those poon poons in my back pocket that helped me make this and champion this cause around the world. And I literally never looked for one person. I have a team of 10 master trainers. Mm-hmm. I've got a core team of three people and they just found me. In fact, my core team worked for me for free for a year because I couldn't afford to pay them. And they're like, I don't care. What you're doing is so important. I don't care. I just have to be a part of it. And so it's just been this amazing, amazing journey, but it was through a complete shift in consciousness and awareness, but it was, you know, it takes, it took practice. But then, like I said, since I was working for Nike, I could meditate four to six hours a day. I was just (laughs) like, I'm like, I'm just going to, I just traveled the world. And when I wasn't traveling, it was just me time. And I, you know, so wow, there you go. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. Cause that is so, so powerful. One of the first things that jumps out and it's going to be something different for everybody listening. But for me is the fact that you hear so many people talk about, you know, say your affirmations and do these things and believe in that. And what I hear though, and I love what you're saying is it, they weren't words like you, you stepped into the space of knowing and believing that this was what life was like. So when I work with clients, sometimes they'll be, they'll say, well, I want to create like $10,000, whatever. And I'm like, okay, can we just for a second, what, how can you do that? What are all the different ways? What would it feel like to work with people who are creating change in their life? What would it feel like? What would the emotions come up? And all of a sudden they start to get emotional. I'm like, that's the energy space you have to go into because you have to feel it to the core and believe it. And you're listening, people who are listening, you can't see her face on screen. She's like, you can hear it in her voice. Completely. (laughs) You came to life as you described that transformation of what that was like. So does that make sense? Did you go through that space where it's like you, these are just words, like you lived and breathed that this was the reality you were creating. Oh yeah. Like I remember when someone started giving me these affirmations and I just, I hated it. I felt like I was trying to convince myself of something that wasn't true. And I'm like, affirmations don't work. Mm -mm. What works is that you have to get into the language of the universe, which is frequency and vibration. Everything is electromagnetic. Your heart is, your mind is. Mm -hmm. And so when you just, and for me, I'm like you, my consciousness came through logic. I just got, I just got real logical about it. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. So if I understand a little bit of science, well, I can, I can muster this up. And so for me, it was just, I, and that's why I know I received the groove method is I just tuned into the right channel. And yeah. then it was just floodgates. 
Yep. But it's it that's why managing my inner world is so important because that's my I'm tuning my frequency. I'm tuning my, you know, what I'm what I'm allowing to come into my life. And and it's that that's the greatest thing people can can get is just like you said, don't think about what ten thousand dollars feel how good it feels to yeah. have it. Yes. And it feel just- how good it feels. <laughs> It changes everything. It changes everything. And I love, I love what you're saying. I mean, really, if you look at what you started and where you were to where you are now, like that was always available inside of you to do it. You had to be able to tap into and allow, it's like you allow the channels to open up so that you can receive and be in that state, be that person to do it. It's not, yes, you had a major transformation, but it, you were capable of doing it all along. You had to, yeah. yeah, you had to see that and believe that. And I, I just love that. Thank and you. I did it all alone. Yeah. This was Don't, me. This was an inside job. It was like me yeah. sitting down on that couch, spending time meditating. It was me going to the dance studio and yeah. making sure that I danced. And what's really interesting for anyone that is suffering from any like eating disorders or this kind of disorder within two weeks, after throwing up three to four times a day for 16 years, bulimia just disappeared. I literally woke up and went, I can't even remember the last time I threw up. I didn't even, th- I couldn't even think about it anymore. And then I went into this whole thing of just like how much I loved. And I just would apologize to my body. I'm so sorry. Like, mm-hmm. how did I not understand how a magical creature you are and how, like, I'm so sorry I did that to you. I'm so sorry. Like, Healing. like, you know, so much yeah. love, so much, so much love and gratitude for your body. And then also mm-hmm. healing, like you were allowing yourself to heal those parts that you had carried for yeah. 14, 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So it was like magic. Wow. So, so many things, so many things. Um, now what does, what does life look like for you or how have you been challenged at all with the pandemic? Like, how has that changed your business or has it? Well, this is, it's interesting because business wise, my business has exploded (laughs) because I created a dance app. Mm -hmm. It's called body groove, body groove on demand. And so people can go dance with me online. And so people are locked up in their houses. So they, you know, they find me and they're like, oh, I, I was like a salvation, not me as a savior, but the dancing program, people just were flocking just like, oh my God, I've needed this. And so my business actually expanded quite a bit. Both, I have two companies. I have a the World Groove Movement, which is where we do our trainings and we have our facilitators. And then I have a dance app, which is a separate thing. And both of them expanded because I took my trainings and my workshops online and everyone mm-hmm. still wanted to get together. So all of that business was great, but on a personal level, Um, it, it, it was in it and it still is very challenging for me because, um, I ask a lot of questions and I do a lot of research. Um, I don't trust what I'm told. I do not, like I told you, I question everything. And so the instant it came out, it was crazy. I was in Los Angeles filming. And the moment I heard that there was a pandemic or this COVID outbreak, I, I saw the end. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw the end. I saw what it's all about. I saw, I just, I just, all of it came to me and I just started researching hours and hours every day. And I just got more and more frustrated. And for me, because freedom is one of my core values. Mm-hmm. And if you take my freedom away, I can't like every cell in my body, just mm-hmm. like I did. Like, and so seeing my freedoms taken away and I can't drive down a street and I can't go into that restaurant and 
you know, I have to wear a mask to do all this. We're a year and something in and we're still wearing masks. And, you know, everyone's got their own thing about it, whatever. But yeah. I was I was one that I just like, I have an immune system. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. And I got it. I got it. I tested positive three times. Oh, not seriously? one symptom. Yeah, not one symptom. Totally fine. But I know that's not the case for everybody. I know it can be. No, it's no, no. Like, Right. Yeah. But I just, I put myself in the frequency of like this, like I'm, I'm a healthy, powerful woman. I am not going to be afraid of this. I'm not going to. And so having to like conform and I understand, you know, protecting others and I want to do that and, you know, respect and all of that, but my own personal, like, don't take my freedoms away. Like, geez. and now saying, you know, that there might be a vaccine passport and all these things that makes it, I, I like, I start to, mm-hmm. because I travel for a living. Yeah, I did. Well- Yes. And that's why I want to ask you. And for anybody who's listening, if you're losing your shit, like we're not saying anything to just Mm -mm. calm down. No, calm down. No. But I can hear like in how you speak, there's there's like, there's like definitely a connection. And that I think we think very similarly, but here's the thing is I want to, I wanted you to dive into this a little bit in the sense that when you are a person who is so in tune with their energy, so in tune with how they show up and what they do, what they put in, how, what do you do now with self-care to even rise above? Like we have to rise above what our circumstances are, what our situation is. We have to, because this is still going on. And I've been called everything from irresponsible to not watching the news all the time to doing, and I'm just like, yeah, you do you and I do me. We're good. Like we're good. But if I want to, like, what kinds of things do you do to really protect that energy and rise above all of the chaos that could be going around that has, I mean, I'm glad your, your business has grown, but I also want to give a shout that it's, it, I have no doubt it's because of how you've chosen to handle this circumstance. You know, if you painted the picture as this is the worst thing in the world, my business is going to crumble. It would, because that's where, that's where it happens. So I just want to dive into that a little bit. If you can share anything else that you've had to do to really protect that energy to show up and be your best version. Yeah. Well, the moment this happened, I had to get really creative because one of my businesses was live events. Mm-hmm. So it just made me get creative. I'm like, we're going to figure this out. And I, I just know that there's solutions to everything. And I trust that there is. And I trust, like I said, I trust life. So even though this is happening and I'm frustrated, I trust life. Mm-hmm. I trust, I just, I trust. And so when I would feel myself getting into, and I was obsessed with the news and every article and I was just, and I realized I was just, I was, I was putting myself in a negative fear. Like I wasn't afraid, but I was frustrated mm-hmm. and, and mad and sad. And, um, so what I did is I just, st- I turned it off mm-hmm. and decided I'm not, I don't care anymore because it, I can't change anything that's happening out there. I, 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 there's nothing I can do other than be a happy person and enjoy my life. So I let that go several months ago and I'm just like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to watch the news. I'm not going to pay attention. I'm just going to take really good care of myself, do what I love, make myself happy every day. Um, you know, and that's the main thing, just taking responsibility for my happiness. And so I, I arrange my days to make sure I'm doing activities that make me happy. I dance on the beach, you know, I, I, I love to go swimming in the nature and just, I do everything I can to just, I eat lots of really good food. Like I just, you know, I just, I, I do things cause I, I literally was on the road all the time. So it's really weird to be home for like almost 20 years. 
I haven't been home. And so it's been, that's been actually a blessing. I, I get to be home and which has allowed me to flourish in relationship with partner because I was always gone. I could never really build a partnership. So it's allowed a lot of beautiful things. And so I'm enjoying that and letting that, mm. you know, elevate me like, Oh, I get to be home. I get to pay dinner and I get to, yeah, I get to chill out. I don't have, I don't have to travel to be on a plane. Yes. That's like beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. So what lights you up the most about your business now that you, that you have, that you've created, what lights you up the most about what you're able to do with it? Well, what blows my mind is that because of this, and we've now kind of been pushed to go online, Mm -hmm. I can reach people all over the world instantaneously. And it's blowing my mind that our reach just continues to grow. And what excites me and lights me up, not only that we're expanding, is that I know the power of the medicine that I provide, which is dance. And I get to just, I'm blown away by the emails I receive and just the constant, like, Misty, this has changed my life. Like, you have no, and I don't, it's not me. This is what the thing is. is, And I try to tell them, don't put it on me because you're the one that danced. Mm -hmm. You're the one that made the decision. You're, I, I just told you, I just gave you some nudges, but you had to take the decision and you're the one that did it. And I'm happy that my method allowed you to connect with yourself, but to see the lights because that's how I know the only way we're going to change the stuff that's happening is that we have to raise awareness and consciousness, like real, not just aware of what's going on, consciousness, the highest level of consciousness. And, and that like when you're dancing and you're joyful and your frequency is high and the mind is clear, you're going to, that's heal. That's healing. Beautiful. You know? And so I get to witness that happening all around the world through zoom. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And we get to connect with people from all over. This is the all over thing of the platform, right? Yeah. Um, can you tell us about your, the body groove on demand, what that looks like and how it works? Yes, actually, <laughs> this is awesome. So if anyone on your call wants to try it, there's a, a we're doing a free 30 day, it's our 30 day challenge. And you can go to startbodygroove.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can probably also find it at the body uh, bodygroupondemand.com. That's our, our app, but your first 30 days are free. And what it is, is I have basically, if you're afraid of dance or you're intimidated, or you're just like, I can't dance. I'm uncoordinated. I don't have rhythm. I am your perfect teacher. (laughs) And I'm not really a teacher. I call myself a facilitator because what I do is I show you that when you remove all complexity, you remove all the choreography, you remove, I have to be on my right foot or my left foot, or there's a right or wrong way to do it. When I, um, when I bring that in, hang on one second. I just lost my train of thought because my boyfriend just walked in the room (laughs) (laughs) all the time. When I stop it. Okay. So, um, oh, so what it looks like. So it's basically like you can choose, you can make your own workouts. You can do one song or you can do a whole workout. We provide a workout of the day, which is like 15 to 30 minutes of dancing. It's about four or five songs. Just one song a day makes a difference. And there's all kinds of music. We dance to everything from jazz, hip hop, funk, reggae, like every possible genre you can imagine. And what I do is in the music, I just give you, I guide you through a simple movement or a rhythm pattern. Like it might just be walking. Mm-hmm. But while you're walking, I ask you questions. I'm like, okay, so you walk. It doesn't matter what foot you're on. Yeah. What direct, tri- play with your directions. Can you go backwards? Can you go sideways? Just walk. And then I'll ask you more questions. What happens if you put your personality into it? What happens when you add your own style, get your arms moving with your walk. And before you know it, like people that didn't think they could dance are like, oh my God, 
like, I didn't realize I'm such a good dancer. I'm like, exactly. When you're not trying to dance like someone else, that mm -hmm. is unintelligent. That doesn't make sense. So what, what body group does is it reconnects you to you, your most natural. And this is what people need to know is that you dance before you walk. You put music on with babies. They dance before they walk. It is That's our most so organic, true. natural form of movement, but we lose connection to that because we're afraid of looking stupid. And the fear of embarrassment is greater than the fear of death. Mm -hmm. So people will literally fear lock themselves into their bodies and never get to taste the deliciousness of like what it feels like to be in your body and move it creatively and deliciously on purpose and own it. And so that's what my, that's what my goal is and what, what group does, but I just make dance really simple, really easy and super fun. That is so awesome. I absolutely love it. I love, I, I find, um, and I'm, this is just me being silly, but I remember, um, like on the weekend I was listening to pinks has a pink, the artist pink has, um, her, a show, a movie on prime. And so I was listening to it and I was had my earbuds in and I'm in the kitchen. Cause I'm, I get lost in cooking and I'm cooking. And all of a sudden I'm like singing and I'm dancing and I'm doing, I'm, I just turn around and my husband's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I haven't felt that good in a long time. Like I literally have not felt that good in a long time. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to sing more. I have to, I can't sing. I don't care, but I have, I just felt good it felt so good to just move and dance. And so yep. I can relate in a sense of that. I just knew it was like, I haven't felt this good in a long time, like a long time. So I can imagine like adapting that practice on a regular basis and just having fun with it is so, it's just so light and expansive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so unintimidating. Like it's, that's what I mean. Like if you, and if you don't even want to do that, go to YouTube and just type in body group and you can find free videos, do one and just taste it and prove to yourself that you're like, oh my God, I can actually do this because there is no, like, you don't have to follow choreography. You really just get to feel how good it feels to move in your body. And I'm just make it really easy. And so just to taste it, like you said, just that one song changed your whole inner world. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to give people. Like one song can change your whole day. And it's like that meditation. You, if you don't, you have time for one song. Yes. You have time for to dance to one song. Yeah. And then I get I get messages all the time now. Like I can't stop dancing now. They're like I dance down the grocery aisles. I'm dancing in the parks. I'm like exactly because <laughs> once you connect to that, yeah. Because part of what I do that's really important. My method is five truths, and I I infuse every like when I'm talking to you, I'm just infusing you with truth the whole time. The first truth is nobody cares what you look like, and if they do, it's their problem. It truly is like, don't worry. No one's looking at you. You're not that cute. Really seriously. No one's stopping their life. Everyone's so obsessed with themselves and their phones. They're not looking at you. No. They don't care. And so that's the first truth. The second truth is that you are unique. You are, you should absolutely move your body differently than everybody else. Do not try to copy. Mm -hmm. The third is there's no right or wrong way to dance. And that the right way is your way. You can't get it wrong when you do it your way. The fourth is no one's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to do nothing. going to be happy for you. No one's going to no be healthy coming. for you. No one's got that. It ain't coming. It ain't coming. That's what, that was a huge one for me. I was like, I've been waiting for someone to come rescue Same. me. Huh? My turn. And then the last one is that you don't know anything until you apply it. Mm -hmm. So the dance floor, the groove is an opportunity to practice simple truth. Wear it in your body. Feel how good it feels to not care what people think. 
feel how good it feels to be authentic and creative and do it your way and own it. Because if you can do that in the privacy of your own home mm-hmm. and you start to flex that muscle of authenticity and, and connection and creativity, it's so much easier to do it in other areas of your life. It spills over. I think that's yes. like what you're, I, I want people to really land that message that it spills over into so many other areas of your life and business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's how I feel now. It's like my business. It's just like everything. It has to come from a very authentic, real place. And like, for me, like I don't set goals. That's like the thing with affirmations. I don't set goals because I fail every freaking time. I'm like, I'm sick of failing at my goals. I'm not going to set goals anymore. What I do is I take myself in my practices of dance or meditation. It's always pretty much dance where I get the visions, but I'll be dancing and I get the vision. I'm like, that's, it's not a goal. I've been given, I have been given. I didn't come from, I, I didn't create it. It literally popped into my mind. I've been given a vision. All I have to do is trust my vision and be, like you said, show up, mm-hmm. do my inner work, be prepared for what's coming because man, it's coming. And when you're prepared, it is coming. Mm-hmm. Like I'm blown away by how fast and how hard it all came when I really figured this out. And really, I knew it logically for a while, but I didn't practice it. It wasn't actually till that's why fifth truth. It wasn't until I actually daily put it into practice. We're sitting with the feel good feelings of life and the feel good feelings of being supported and the feel good and really doing that, like the game changed big time and fast. Yeah. I love that. I love how fast it can change when you, when you, you really get on board with the universe, like you get on board with what is available to you, believe it, live it, do it. I also think that there are so many people who live really challenging chapters of our life, of their mm-hmm. life. And you have to live that chapter in order to bring the other chapter to life. Does that land? Does that make sense? Oh, well, this is the thing. Like I was saying to, to lessen that gap of the things that are tragic. Like I have my tragedy stories. I didn't, I mean, I have my bulimia and stuff like that, but the thing that really got me, that challenged me really more than anything was that I was building this business, traveling the world, trusting trusting. And I got partnered with this girl that was helping me. And she literally stole my trademark, my name, everything. She stole my website. She stole my Facebook. I had traveled. I'd literally been building this. I was like, how, what, what? Like how I, I have the, the logo in my journal. How can you like this stuff was literally given to me as a gift from whatever created me. You can't take this from me. And literally I went into the debt and in the same year, my boyfriend cheated on me. So I had betrayal after betrayal and I went into dark darkness and, but it was dance that saved me. I actually stopped to dance. I literally just like gave up. I was at the point of like, are you serious right now? Mm-hmm. Like, really? I'm going to work this hard. You've been, I was given this and then someone can just take it from me. Like you gotta be kidding me right now. And I did. I just, I got it to the point where I was like, I didn't want to live again. I'm like, this was my thing. Mm-hmm. This was my thing. Like, I'm not going to go figure out something else. I knew, like, this is my thing. Like, so how do you bounce back from something like that? Well, it was two things. Mm-hmm. Again, going back into my dance. And it was, I remember the first time I went dancing, it took me about six months to get back on the dance floor by myself. Mm-hmm. And the moment I did, all the answers came. It was like, why have I been waiting to do this? I've been resisting it because I was so depressed. Mm-hmm. And it was the moment I went to the, I I go to the beach and I put my iPod on and go crazy on the beach. I'm the crazy woman dancing by herself. And, um, and it just dawned on me. And, and again, it was the same voice when I had the vision of 
of the big vision of this huge method all around the world and millions of people. Cause I went into fear and doubt, but this voice inside of me said, trust, mm-hmm. trust, have faith in this. It will take care of you for the rest of your life. And so I was, I went back to that and I'm like, okay, have faith. And then when I went to dance, boom, the next day I got a call from my cousin who goes, Misty, do you know that my dad, my stepdad is the, the number one trademark attorney for the Screen Actors Guild in Los Angeles for the last 30 years? Because it was a trademark issue. Yeah. And he wants to help you oh. pro bono. Oh. And I went, Beautiful. what? Yeah, no, it would have cost me a quarter of a million dollars to hire him. Mm-hmm. But it took a year and I got everything back. This girl had to end up paying me (laughs) and I got everything back and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It taught me how to like really fight for what was right, own what was mine, stand on my own two feet and do what was right and get it back and to do it right. Cause she was changing my method. She was tweaking things. And I'm like, no, you can't, it's pure. It's so pure. You can't touch it. It's too simple. We can't complicate it. Mm -hmm. And I kept having arguments with her. And I just, I went back to the pureness of what was given to me and I rebranded, I recreated, and then it blew up, just blew up. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because Mm -hmm. I think that is a part of the story. I mean, people, it's so good for people to hear that. Yes, there were still so many challenges along the way, yet you still stayed true to the course and in a weird sort of way by her doing what she did, allowed you to really step in trust, allowed it to even blow up even more than what it did yep. in the first place. And it was yours. And it was mine. And I loved that day that I got to send her an email and say, thank you. I love that. I Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for kicking my ass. It is exactly what I needed. And this is why I said I, I lessened the gap now, because that being so tragic, that was the greatest gift that was given to me. So now I realize now it's like anything that comes then I start to ask, okay, what's really, what's behind this? Yeah. Where are you taking me? Where was the gift? Cause there's going to be a huge gift out of this because life loves me and life is always getting, everything just keeps getting better and better. Every, like my life just gets better and better. So bring it on. Bring it. <laughs> bring it. I absolutely love it. So I'm going to make sure all of your stuff is in the show notes and everything that's there. Where do you hang out the most? Where, where do people find you the most social media world? Oh, social media world. Well, I have my personal stuff, which is, which is Misty Tripoli, but really the dance stuff and to really get involved in it is body groove, body groove or get grooved, but body groove is the app. That's where, if you really want to taste this and try it, go to the app or go to YouTube and just do a video, but look for Misty Tripoli or body groove. Love it. I'll make sure everything is in there. Honestly. Um, I've loved all of this. I have a couple of key questions for you, but I've okay. absolutely loved this conversation because I just feel like I've kind of met a soul sister from Mexico. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. It's my language. I love it. I love yeah. it. I want to know what impact you want to create in this world. The impact I want to create mm-hmm. is, haha, that's a hard one because, well, again, it goes back to consciousness. Mm-hmm. The impact is I just, I want to help people spark their own greatness. And it's not my job. Like, this is what's great is that I stopped taking responsibility for it. Cause when I realized how powerful my method was, I was like, I'm going to save the world. And then I realized, no, I'm not my job. No, my job is to live an authentic, delicious life and hopefully spark that in other people. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because if you take on the responsibility of changing the world, you lose yourself in the process. You just can't, you just can't take all that on. So that's, that's beautiful. And I think that so much would change and be available if we could all be more conscious, less judgmental, more conscious of what would what's in our best interest, what's in our own best interest in order to raise ourselves up and step into what we're capable of creating. Yeah. Well, I call it healthy selfish. You just need to learn to be really healthy, selfish, put yourself at the top of your to-do list every single day, because it is the most important thing in your life. Mm -hmm. Nothing is more important, not making money, not your children, not your husband. Nothing is more important than your well-being, your own inner well-being. Yeah, 100%. I know um, I find when life knocks me off of my path, and I'm like really good with boundaries and self-care and my own fitness and nutrition, because I, I not because it has it never had anything to do with weight, it's energy for me. I feel best when I'm eating certain things and all these things. But the last, I ha- I'm being completely transparent. I went through about four or five days where it was like, okay, this all feels heavy and it's frustrating. And then all of a sudden when thing, when life is like that, that is when we fall off of our self-care game. I always say like it's, it's self-care and stressors have to go up on the same trajectory. And as humans, when stress goes up, self-care goes down and we don't even give ourselves a fighting chance to handle what is going on. So I had this little mental talk with mental kick in my ass yesterday where I was like, okay, no one is going to come to fix this. No one is changing this. You are the only person who can control how you show up every day and you know exactly what you need to do it. So your day will not start until these things are done. And it it's amazing where it's, you just take that piece of ownership that it's like, that is how I'm going to give myself a fighting chance in order to produce and be the best that I can. But I just, I just want to share that because it just really resonated as you said that is that self-care piece as stress goes up, we've got to keep increasing that because we are a priority. We really are. And the thing is that you have to prove to yourself that you're worthy of it. Yep. Like a lot of people don't do it because they just, they put themselves last, right? So they don't prioritize themselves because they don't feel worthy of it. And that you have to know that you are worthy of your time and attention. Mm-hmm. Like you, If you can sit and watch a whole TV show, you have plenty of time to do everything you need to take care of yourself. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like people have time. We have time to scroll Facebook. We have time to do that. So it's just you proving yourself. And that's an important thing that people, it's the practice of flexing that muscle of self-worth because the universe will meet you there. That's the thing is that you have, but you have to prove it. You have to be like, yeah, I matter. I matter. My inner world matters. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to do? And that's the question I ask about everybody when they, when they ram, 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 like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Love it. Love it. I hope that that lands for everybody who just listened to that, because that was really, really powerful understanding how powerful we are in the choices that we make. So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for all of the conversation today. Honestly, I loved it. I have one question left for you. What lesson in life are you most grateful for? Life loves me. Mm -hmm. Like that's when I learned that that's my life lesson. Like it just, it changed the game for me when I actually went, oh my God, life loves me. And when I learned that, that my, that, if that's the lesson I could give to everybody is just understand how much life loves you and allow it to happen. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for this conversation. You're so welcome. Thanks, Marcia. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Me too. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.